Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. But what I've found is that sometimes homes have been owned by multiple families and a copy of a copy of a key of a copy. By the time you get to the third copy, the, the key barely works. Sometimes it doesn't even open the door. So a copy of a copy of a copy may not even open the door. But if you need to open the door to your business and really want to see the results, you have to be able to go ahead and back it up. That is LSU. My special guest for this episode. This episode is quite unique because in last five years of podcasting, this is the very first time I have a guest, a Christian brother is from luxury real estate space. In this episode, we talk about why fake it until you make it is so unsustainable. We also talk about what R and D standing for and why you shouldn't do it. It surely is not research and development, okay? When Alice talk about what is the real role as a realtor and that apply to across the industry that what is our real role in our client's journey. Alice has been a licensed real estate broker in coastal Orange County, California for over a decade and serves successful families. His academics include graduating from Chapman University in real estate and finance. He previously supported JP Morgan Chase in a real estate adversary role and was ambassador to former California Senate minority leader Bob Huff. He runs a successful team and coaches other agents in brand building strategies for influence. When I say successful, if you visit Alex's website, YouTube channel, Instagram account, you will see how refreshing way that he is doing his marketing. Everything is value-based and servant leadership. Now, let's check with Alex. Alex, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here and uh, to go ahead and share whatever I can and be a resource. But, uh, you know, I'm really excited. I am so honored and I'm excited too because out of the five years of uh, podcast podcasting uh, journey, you are the very first real estate expert in this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited and uh, hopefully uh, I can share some information that's helpful. I'm sure, you know, in the introduction, I already uh, share with our audience that, you know, all the awesomeness that, you know, you, you have been demonstrated through your career, but we always love to hear from, you know, the person itself. Can you share a little bit uh, with us about your journey? How did you arrive today to do such an awesome work? Yeah, absolutely. So. Growing up, I grew up in uh, basically a middle-class neighborhood 
And after that, you know, I wasn't that great in high school because I didn't really take it seriously. And I think like a lot of people, I had a lot of fun. Um, and then I went to college. And when I went to college, I realized that I was not as far as ahead as I thought I was going to be graduated in the early 2000s. And during that time, um, when I was in college, I actually went to private school. So it was a good school. But the actual cost of going there was around $23,000 a year. All the jobs when I graduated were only going to pay around thirty-five dollars or $40,000 a year. And it was very, very competitive at that time. So I was trying to figure that out. And, you know, I, there was just no way to, to kind of get an edge in marketing or advertising at the time. So at that time, a lot of people are making money in Orange County in uh, the mortgage business. And that actually was a good business for me to be in. We did everything the right way. But I do think that, you know, mortgage brokers were colored pretty negatively. Um, they were blamed for the meltdown of the real estate crash in 2007. But even though we worked primarily with investors, after that happened, what I realized is that I had about a year where I was trying to figure out what I was going to do because I thought at the age of 27, I had a lot of money in the bank. I had all these things that I thought I wanted. You know, I could buy whatever I wanted with, with cars and experiences. But it was all for my ego. And that's one thing that I recognized. I absolutely did. And when I had to move back into my parents' house just to make sure that, you know, I was financially stable, um, that gave me a lot greater awareness and, and tried to help me figure out exactly what was important. Uh, during all that free time for about six months, um, I wasn't working. And uh, I volunteered a lot and I spent more time doing that because I had that ability to do so. And it really, kind of opened up what my focus was. Um, and from there, I went to work for JP Morgan Chase and I was a loan officer there and I also helped them deal with the foreclosures that you hear about because of uh, we acquired Washington Mutual and then also um, Bear Stearns. So when that happened, there was a lot of foreclosures in the market. And through that role, I made a lot of relationships, learned about real estate a lot. And a lot of real estate agents were not necessarily um, so focused on building a business, they are very opportunistic about how they built their business. So from there, um, basically the, the role started changing and I realized that I want to be in real estate full time. And that's basically what takes me to today. So that's my background in real estate. I went to school for real estate and finance. And then realistically uh, today, I'm a, I'm a full time real estate agent working in Orange County. And I've been really fortunate to help 100 families uh, in 2020. Well, as you guys figure that he is super humble, right? He did not, <laughs> he really did not tell all the achievement what he did, does, but you guys are hurting the introduction. Uh, what I love about Alex is, you know, I went to his YouTube channel. I saw him on his, you know, Facebook and Instagram. I really, it's really refreshing because uh, our family through the relocation process. I mean, we went through many, many, uh, well, not many, many, but a couple of, you know, uh, real estate brokers. And because we have to, uh, buy, I have to buy and sell houses, but I never see an agent that is doing the way that Alex do, you know, he really care about his community, the local community. And re I feel like that you are a leader for Orange County because you kind of bring everybody together. Can you tell us a little bit about 
What prompted you to start to do that? Yeah, so going back to when I had a lot of free time, not on accident, but basically what I realized is that I wanted to spend more time doing the things that matter to me. When I was a kid, I, my parents did you know, bring me into Boy Scouts. We spent a lot of time with like animal rescues, also with like convalescent homes. And what I realized is that when I feel that I'm at my lowest, that's when you can give the most because there's no way but up. And so those causes and part of our lifeblood in our business is basically we take a por portion of what we make and then we invest it back into like three different areas. And that's animal welfare, it's child and family support, and then homelessness. So part of our business is dialed around there because those are causes that resonate with me the most. Uh, animal welfare, because I've owned three other, I've had three dogs that were all rescue dogs, um, you know, families that couldn't care or chose not to care for them. Um, we've worked closely through a couple different organizations with, you know, um, regional centers and also helping family, you know, child and family support. We do a big toy drive with one of, um, with the purist group. So um, a couple of years ago, before COVID, we actually raised 10,000 toys and they made their way across like the United States. And it's a lot of toys, but we have a charity card, card toy drive um, and car show. And then um, lastly, when it comes to homelessness, that was one thing for my dad that when I was, uh, I was right around 12 years old and he, we had just bought a second house and financially he had lost his job. So he had no idea how he was going to kind of pay for that. And that gave me a, an awareness because some people, you know, just cannot move forward and they got to figure it out. But a home is really an opportunity. It's not just the four walls that make up the house, but it's really everything that happens inside of that. And I know that by having stronger communities, it also supports stronger, you know, communities that allow for the home values to grow. So I think it's a win-win um, and it's really where our business is kind of focused. Wow, this is so good, right? And I love what you say that when you are in the lowest, that's you figure that you can give the most. Well, a lot of people will have just, you know, start to have their resentment and totally go to the other route. Mm -hmm. So that is very, very good uh, attitude of gross mindset, I call it. So um, Alex, you know, when I something, sometimes stumbling upon your videos, um, you talk about there's a phrase we heard often, especially in the personal brand uh, space about fake it until you make it. And I'm wondering, how about in your space? Uh, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, and I mean, it's something that we've heard a lot. And even in social media, right, what you have is a lot of people are showing you just their highlight reel of their life. And there's a lot more sides to that. But I think it's very easy for people to pretend, um, people to say, look at the house that I bought, look at the car that I drive, when all of these are rentals. Because what happens, and it, it reminds me, is that people are really tied to their image, and whether it's for ego or other things. So what happens is that all they are are trying to be an image because they believe that if they are this person or people at least perceive them to be, that they're going to be successful. And for my own business, another perspective is when I started this business, 
instead of just being like Alex Hsu, because I didn't know, I was like, well, you know, Alexander's a small, strong name. So I would say Alexander U Real Estate because I thought the name was important. I dressed up in suits all the time because I thought that people would respect people in suits. But realistically, I would have got there a lot faster if I was just authentic with who I am. Because whether you're a Spartanist person or less intelligent, whether you're extremely funny or you're not funny, people are going to resonate with you. And the goal of this life is to connect and build a community based on the things that you actually are. Because otherwise, you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to be someone else. And a person that is lying has to remember two different lives. And that's going to be very difficult over the long term. So the fake it till you make it doesn't really work in real estate. It's about understanding, developing your skills. Obviously, you have to have skills, but being the most authentic version of yourself because people are going to resonate with that. And when you have resonation in anything, that's where you have the ability to build a community that is going to surround you and support you for who you are. I totally agree. And I don't think it's just for the... Um in your space, I think pretty much everywhere. And that's where also, uh, you know, a, a lot of Christians, they have uh, imposter syndrome uh, in their business because they feel like they try to catch up uh, the images, quote unquote images, how it should be looking like uh, as a successful uh, leader. And um, I also love what, what you say that you say you either create your brand or you get a default brand. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's an active process. If you figure out who you are and what you want to put out there to connect with the right audience, and I know in marketing we, we say avatar, that's what you really need to focus on. Because otherwise, whatever you put out there, what random pieces, whether on you know Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media channels you put out there, it's just going to create its own experience for people and it may not be the experience that you're trying to create so that's why you really have to craft a brand based on authenticity because that's the only way it's sustainable a lot of people talk about content 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 but realistically unless you know the purpose of the content you shouldn't be putting content out there and when it comes to like looking at marketing one thing that we talk about is like the the network process from a long time ago when you look at this like a lot of people are a fan of the show Friends. I like the show. Like I grew up during that time. And the only reason it was so popular and the reason the show exists is to sell commercials. And people don't realize that. So inside every show, it's going to be usually around 22 to 23 minutes of programming of the show. Then there's seven minutes of commercials. So when it comes to the math with respect to your brand, you got to realize that you have to have your own channels, whatever it is. What are those things that you're trying to put out there for people? Like people come to me that, you know, resonate with the causes that I believe in. People come to me because they resonate with the positivity and the mindset that I'm trying to create and then encourage others with. They come to me for real estate. So those are my channels. And then you put those out there. But realistically, people come mostly for the positivity, the mindset, the food, um, because I, I do consider myself a foodie. And then also with respect to the, the, um, the other things that are out there and then they stick around and they support me in the real estate because they're getting so much through the channel. So that's basically when it comes to that. Um, that's what I would say. And one question came up in mind is 
I used to work in the luxury brand of hospitality industry. So a little bit like you guys in the luxury real estate space, it's, you know, day in, day out, we've been seeing very affluent people, you know, um, whatever their status, I say their wealth status or their lifestyle. And I have seen that quite a bit, my colleagues, they kind of, after a while, they're working in that industry, in that environment, they kind of got lost a little bit who they are. It's almost like they also feel like, oh, they are part of that environment while they are not. And their their personality change and the behavior change. Can you maybe share a little bit about how do you keep yourself uh, centered in such a way, you know, humble and 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 uh, not lost in this kind of environment and, and networking with the people. Yeah, absolutely. I think you brought up something earlier that, you know, does talk about imposter syndrome. I think that we all have to realize that we have choices and we have options. When people say, I have to do this, you don't have to really do anything in this life, but you choose to do it because you don't like the consequence. And a lot of people, it's easy to lose yourself when you start seeing something that looks very attractive to you. Because what happens is that no matter where you are in this life, you in, in business, you always want to project yourself forward and to be on a successful trajectory. But I think it's easier to go ahead and pretend to be there, already there. But once you start doing that, the problem is that, that it's built on a fake foundation because you haven't earned it. So it's the exact same thing when you see a lot of millionaires actually go broke. When you think of that logically, how can that even happen, right? These are people that went usually like from a very meager you know, living to having a lot of wealth. But the thing is that they never earned it. They didn't realize the work that it took to do that. And I think when it comes to the setup with people trying to pretend to be something that they're not, if they're actually there buying these things, you know, having this thing to, that people are having um, positive results on, because that's an automatic thing to want what's good for people for the most part, they haven't earned it. They haven't created the foundation. So how can you level up on something that is built on, you know, uh, built on sand? So that's what I would say about that. Yeah. And I think, um, it's a little bit like uh, I kind of uh, share once with my audience right after my last photo shoot. And I think through over 12, 14 years of journey that only took three uh, professional photo shoot. Because uh, it's very easy for people to you know, see those uh, pictures. It's easy to take picture and slap on the website and then try to create that image that which you are not there yet. And they tell you, you know, just like Alex said, you, you're dealing with imposter syndrome, you get you stuck and really did not do any good to you. So the other thing I think often uh, in your space, I think also in our space, but in your space, because I experience it with my agent and stuff that in the marketing and you mentioned about R&D. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you mean? Yeah, so... R&D for most people means research and development, 
right? So even the largest pharmaceutical companies, that's the process that you, they use to, to make and craft a drug that's going to potentially save lives. But in the real estate space, it's been long known that it's a field that has a very low barrier to entry. I mean, in Orange County, California alone, there's over 21,000 agents. And out of 21,000, there's roughly around 500. Out of 21,000, there's only about 500 that do about 10 transactions or more a year. And realistically, there's less than 100 that help 100 families or more. We consider ourselves fortunate to be able to do that. But since it's just such a low barrier to entry, instead of doing the work, what happens is that R&D typically stands for rip off and duplicate. And what I mean there is that they just copy each other. They see a good marketing slogan, they copy that. If they see a good flyer, they copy that. They don't want to you know, even write the copy for the MLS. They just copy another one and then just put it on there. And the reason that they do that is because it's going to take more work. And in a business where there is a direct correlation between how much like, um, that you earn, and there is a conflict of interest sometimes when you look at this, with how you support your client, a lot of agents want to play to not lose. They want to spend the least to get a return. But you know, there's some agents, and, and our philosophy is a little bit different, where we want to go ahead and we want to play to win. So we have to invest intelligently. We have to do what we can. Because one of the most important parts of our job is just to be able to open a door, right? So there's a key to that. But what I've found is that sometimes homes have been owned by multiple families. And a copy of a copy of a key of a copy, by the time you get to the third copy, the, the key barely works. Sometimes it doesn't even open the door. So a copy of a copy of a copy may not even open the door. But if you need to open the door to your business and really want to see the results, you have to be able to go ahead and back it up and have a process. Because like a lot of people that you know, weren't happy with their agent, it's because most people's business is built on Let's go ahead and pull people on an automatic search and just see what happens. And then they raise their hand. And then I just go and write, a, write paperwork and collect a commission. And realistically, that's not a real estate agent. What you have is someone to open doors is basically an Uber driver. And they add zero value because as in what you're talking about, you know, a Christian CEO or any CEO, your whole goal there is to add value to your company. It's for all the members of your company to add value to the clients. So if you can't add value, what is your opportunity and what is the benefit? Because you're actually not doing anything. You're just basically a cog in a wheel. And that's not what our business is built on. Um, and hopefully, you know, other people's aren't either. Yeah, that is really a sad situation, but we see it all the time. And I love what you say in your video, you say uh, realtor. I've tried to pronounce that word correctly. Realtor is it. e equal to education partner. And I purposely want to bring this up because these, I think we can apply to all other spaces. You know, uh, I know that most of the audience from this podcast that you are building your personal brand. And I want you to listen to this, how Alice answering why uh, realtor equal to education partner because for me it's ultimately is that you have to become the guide for your client so Alice tell us about that 
Yeah. So when it comes to like what our job is, it's not only to, to write paperwork or drive people around, but that's what people's impression is. So it's a commoditized kind of a thing. But it's only real estate agents that really have studied the market, that know negotiation skills, and that are willing to go ahead and invest in continuing education that can really help you. Um, Kelly, because you said, you know, a guide, right? And that's so true. I've taken vacations where I'm just trying to figure it out. I have no idea where I'm going. I'm like asking people and then just trying to figure it out, which is a much different experience from when I went to, uh, I went to China and I went to visit Guangzhou and, and these areas where we basically were on a tour bus. They told us where to go. They, more importantly though, they told us where not to go because that's the same thing when it comes to personal branding. It's not about always having the right answers, same thing in real estate, but it's about figuring out what questions you need to ask in order to get to the heart of what it is. Because if the only question your realtor is asking is how many bedrooms and baths and you know, what neighbor, like what city you want to live in, that's actually not that helpful. You really need to understand who's going to be living in those bedrooms. Is one going to be used for an office? Do you have family that's going to be staying with you that may have the inability to go upstairs? Do you want a pool? Who's going to be using that pool? Do you have, you know, do you just have your family in the pool or do you usually have events um, where you have people? Because it's, it's not always the what, which is the easiest part, you know, or the how. It's about the why. And that's really what it comes down to for us. Yeah. And then I think also through the process of buying and selling houses, I figure it's so important for my agent that kind of explain to me like either in between the lines, those small prints or behind the lines or whatever is not written, but I did not get it. What, what would you say about that? Yeah, I think that people have to have some sort of a process um, because the same thing, if you don't have a process and, and the first time I bought a house, um, it was a mess. The reason is that my realtor was a friend of mine, very nice guy, and that wasn't the issue. But the thing is that they really didn't even understand the real estate contract. When I said, what is this? They said, don't worry about it. We'll go over it later. We never went over it. So until it became a problem, that's when we went over it. And you need to lay out, like for us, we have a four phase process that we have for like buying or selling a home because really like as a service provider, there's two things you have to do. You have to be able to add value and you have to reduce risk to the client. When both those things are, are happening, that's basically when you've delivered on your promise. So that's how we look at it. Well, that's so good. And again, that principle should also can apply across the, the platforms and, and industries, you know. Uh, he said he had four uh, phrases to uh, walk the, basically what I call that customer journey, right? And you also need to have that. So you will not only a value, you also happen to reduce risk. Well, maybe you're, think, you're thinking, well, Kelly, but my thing is nothing to do with money or, or especially the, a big amount of money that Alex, but when we say about risk, it can be uh, a lot of things, especially wasting time, wasting efforts, and that type of thing as well. So Alex, I just cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today uh, to share with us a very unique way, especially in your space. And any departing wisdom before you go? 
I'll just say that um, it's been great being here. And I think that, you know, everyone has the ability to decide who they are and how you want to move forward. Because whether you're the richest person in the universe or you're basically the poorest, we all have 24 hours in a day, right? So it's what you choose to do with your 24 that defines you as a person and it defines your future. You know, that that's one thing that a mentor told me and that's always stuck with me. So, you know, make the seconds count. That is so good. So can you tell us like verbally uh, where people can find you if they connect with you? I mean, we can put all the link in the show notes, but please tell us now as well. Yeah, so you can find me um, on YouTube. I do have a channel that is uh, living in Orange County. Um, that's basically a California, um, in Orange County, California. There's a couple different Orange Counties out here across the states. And then also you can find me on Instagram and it's Costa Mesa Agent. So that's the, the city I live in. And then we work across Orange County. Um, so those are the, the two best places. And you can find me on you know Facebook as well at facebook.com forward slash Alex U team. So if you have any questions or anything I can be a resource, you know, let me know. Happy to be a resource. We will surely put all those things in the show now. And thank you again, Alex, for coming on the show. My pleasure. How did you enjoy this episode? I know it's very unique, but I hope that you have grabbed some nuggets to apply to your own business. Now for all the goodies, and links we will put in the show note. Just go to kellybother.com forward slash podcast. Also, I want to remind you, I have many workshops coming up to teach about pricing strategies and the three must-tell business stories to not just communicate, but connect with your audience. If you'd like to be part of it, please make sure that you hop on my subscriber list. You can go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash masterclass. From there, you can watch a free masterclass, but also you will be able to be notified when the mini workshop is coming up. Trust me, you don't want to miss it if you really want to position your business in the right way and thrive above all in the rest of 2021. Before you go, I want to read you a review we recently received. Thank you for Jonette. That she say, love Christian CEO podcast with Kelly Bother. I just started listening to Kelly's podcast after finding her through YouVersion Bible app. That's right. I also want to remind you, actually, I have a devotional in the YouVersion Bible app. If you go there and search my name, you'll find it. It's totally for entrepreneur. And she said it had truly blessed me. Her podcasts are so insightful and has so much revelation for new and established business. After listening to her podcast, I know God is transforming me to better my business for the kingdom. Thank you, Kelly. You are amazing. Thank you, Jonette. You are amazing that you took the time to let us know the podcast has made a difference for you. And so if you haven't done so yet, would you please do us a favor? Just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen this podcast to leave a review. We will truly appreciate it. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment and drop a review on iTunes? It will serve a fresh 
those of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellybala.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellybala.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.